Hello! So we are back and today yes. we wanted to share with you actually from our journals. And so one of the habits that we have had for years is mm -hmm. journaling. We don't do it consistently. It's not a, a daily, daily yeah, thing. Yeah, so don't feel like it, you have to do it every day. It's okay. But, uh, but we do... We are semi-consistent to it, and whenever we're panicking or we're having a good time or have a quiet moment, we do document all that, and we ask God all of our questions in our journals. So I wanted us to um, share that with you today. Yes. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Do what you want to do. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Do what you want to do. Holy Spirit. Alrighty, so we're back. So I did want to share with you how my journal entry, my very first page to my journal is, I want to see you do it again, God. And that is exactly how my thing starts mm -hmm. on my journal. And it says, today is November 8, 2017. We have $55.40 in the bank account right now. It would be 35 cents. It would be 35 cents if Ludwin had not made a return of $55.05 and gotten us back some money in the account. Um, so, and then I think I go on recording just how God is faithful on this. So I'm going to go real fast. Sure. September 29, we had $42, and that day was a closing. September 13, we had $438. August 24 to 10. July 26, we had $46, but thankfully that day we had a closing. June 30, we had $382. May 31, $78. May 18, $224. This year has been a test to see if we really believe God. And I want this book to be filled with all the testimonies of God's faithfulness and unfailing love. And that's exactly the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. We wanted to share testimonies of God have... Of just how God has come through and never left us. Even at moments when we had $50 in the bank account or 200 in mm -hmm. the bank account, four kids, a house, a mortgage, <laughs> and all of our crazy projects, um, God has always been there for us. Yes, yes. So the first entry in my journal was actually, I'm a little bit of a nerd, if you will. So it was on a Thursday, January 10th at 8.30 in the morning. Like, who okay. cares? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just saying. Right? And and I even write the location in which I wrote it because, you you know, it's, it's kind of like, what was I thinking? Where was I, where was I thinking? When was I thinking? Because you, you never know. You never know. I love never... seeing Ludwin's brain. <laughs> That's the way my brain works. All right. So mine actually starts out saying, I have never been one to write much or read much, but that doesn't mean I can't try. Uh, this will be my first entry in this book. And at this time, during this entry, we were actually living with our parents. Okay. Uh, and this was right after we had to sell because basically we were facing foreclosure. I mean, we were, you know, we had to make some really tough financial decisions at that time and so uh to help us out our her parents are like come live with us for a little bit right and so this entry is kind of like that i even described the home just so we can remember they don't have this home anymore so it's kind of cool to see uh a little bit of a description of the home at that time we have four right so uh samantha our oldest was seven sarah was six benjamin was five and joshua was three at the time 
And the way that I write my journals is I actually write not so much my thoughts, but I actually write to the kids. Mm-hmm. So I, the way that I write is um, my legacy. I want them to see exactly my mindset, my thoughts, my struggles, my beliefs, and kind of encourage them because honestly, at the end of the day, I might not be there. And, and so that's just the way that I approached it because I really did uh, uh, be intentional with writing journals for myself and I just came up short. I'm like, I don't have anything to say to me, but I have a ton of stuff to say to the next generation, our children, when they're old enough. So that's kind of like where my th- uh, thoughts and my journals go through. And so one of the things in which that day that I pointed out was, uh, and I think I highlighted right here, is that in 2018, Marge and I decided to embark on a serious journey to get to know who God really is. And one of the things in which we wanted to, at least what I wanted to showcase here was, yeah, we had some questions, right? Like, it's okay, right? Hey, kids, mom and dad weren't perfect. We had struggles. We had issues to kind of get through. And we also had some faith-based issues. And so we were, uh, I was completely transparent, especially in my first day. Like, hey, we got some questions, right? We really wanted to know who God was. And then kind of go through a little bit of our journey, right? Uh, we were at that time and still uh, currently at Gateway Church in North Fort Worth and here in, in Fort Worth, Texas. So there you go. So that's pretty much a little bit of a glimpse. Uh, and I love to write quotes. I, I love to put down sayings. I, um, so one of the things in which our uh, so wife and I, right, uh, we've been in a real estate journey now for about eight years. And the company that we work with currently is called Keller Williams. So they have a lot of training programs, and I have a lot of things that I've gleaned off of them. And so one of them pretty much uh, was right here, no pressure equals no diamonds, right? What you focus on expands. Clarity is power. Whether you can't or can't, you're right. And so these are the little things in which I always kind of tend to write down because I want uh, especially our kids to be like, yeah, you know, I don't know whether they're going to have these resources available to them in the future, right? Or if they are able to speak to people that can empower them, might as well I do it, right? So that's how I task myself with the journaling stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love how he writes to the kids. I feel like one day they're going to be like, I'm, I'm imagining us <laughs> sort of passing away and them digging through our stuff and figuring out what they're going to throw out, what they're going to yeah. keep. And I'm hoping that these journals are all their treasures that they do keep because uh, their dad wrote everything to them. Like sometimes he's, well, he almost always signs off, love daddy or to my kids. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes he'll write specifically to certain kids because we can sort of see already who's tending to be a certain way. So he'll write a certain journal entry like towards one of them to mm-hmm. point out. And it's really neat what he does. However, I remember clearly living at my parents' house. We had declared bankruptcy. We thought we could make it with the house payments alone. Because we ha- were we were fine with her house, and um, all of a sudden, it we're living in the house after the first year of having declared bankruptcy, and we still couldn't afford the mortgage payments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on! Yeah. I'm like, come on, God! I'm like, not the house! I'm like, you told us you're going to protect our 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 kids, our family, our home, and I'm like, what's up with this? And um, we ended up having to make the hard decision of selling our home. Thankfully, we had bought it 
really affordable like when the market was just barely getting out, out of that recession market of the 2008 mm. hit and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so when we sold it we made a, a nice a nice profit so we were to pay off the house and hold on to our savings and i remember that season of it almost felt i've been i i felt really embarrassed I felt really embarrassed. I felt like I was like walking around with my tail between my legs or my foot in my mouth and I was just wanting to hide and I just felt just a lot of shame for all my, I can't believe we had to sell our our beautiful dream home. Mm -hmm. Like it's huge. And sorry. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I can't face the world this way. Um, just some background stuff prior, I was, I've been picked on a lot uh, during my childhood, um, during my early adulthood, I had lots of shaming and rejection and betrayal, and it was mostly performance-based, so I felt like this thing, when we lost the house, it was just another reflection of how I failed to perform, how I failed to keep our home, which mm-hmm. was huge. Mm-hmm. And then moving into my parents' house, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like you're coming back to live with your parents with four kids and in their home, we were, we were living technically in a one bedroom. They gave us one bedroom. Yeah. It was a big bedroom because it was a converted garage. Yeah, so we lived in the, the it, converted it, garage space. Which... It was a converted garage space, which is nice and big we had two queen size beds just back to back right next to each other we had a toddler bed in front of it uh, so there's this little walk space uh-huh. and our own closet and then just a small tv and just a couple and that, of dressers and that was it i mean and that was, that was it it was like it was just like two little aisles you walked in and but you were completely surrounded with the beds and we were homeschooling, and we had the kids, and he was the, still the only person in real estate. And I just kept going back and forth, do we homeschool, do we not homeschool, do we homeschool? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this a reflection of me? I need to perform as a mom. And there was a lot of performance-based stuff coming up that I think God was working through. I'm like, how does it define me? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be a bad mom if if I don't homeschool my kids? Um I wasn't able to to breastfeed my kids, so I already felt a lot of shame in that. And so and then homeschooling was like, oh my gosh, I need to teach my kids because mm-hmm. then I'm not a mother at all. Yeah, so during this season was just a lot of questions and a lot of blame and shame. And mm-hmm. I mean, everything from, you know, decisions of what should we eat came into question. It's like that's how low or how bad if you will um that season was because you know what we went through was is very traumatic um it, it really is at the end of the day it's it's something in which uh you know we don't want anyone to feel that what they did if if they've ever done bankruptcy foreclosures or anything of that sort right i mean it doesn't even have to be financial uh ever have to go through that amount of shame it, it, unfortunately we made some decisions and there were consequences to the decisions. And so now the Lord, all right, in his loving way, uh, gave us a moment to be able mm-hmm. to kind of reflect and work through it, work yeah. through the entire thing from the beginning to the end, because he knew, he knew that at the end of the day, 
that shame, that guilt, that depression, that you name it, was causing a barrier in our relationship and our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so there was walls that needed to be torn down, but there were some really hard reflections that needed to be made with, within each other and with each, with each other. And so the Holy Spirit definitely, I mean, journaling for us, right, especially during that season, was so much of a healing process mm-hmm. than anything else, right? I mean, if we ever read our journals, right, if we end up kind of going through the journals, it really had no answers to a lot of our major questions. Mm-hmm. Like God never said, I want you to do this so-and-so and so-and-so to save money and learn how to steward mm-hmm. and to this and that. Yeah, He would always talk about how he loves me or how he wants to know me or or show us a picture. Like my journal is full of pictures. Let me show you. i'm like full of pictures of like this one i'm like intimacy with god and him wanting to dance with me and him wanting to marry me and honestly at that point in time i did not know god that way i know we have to pray to god and we have to go to church and we have to worship god uh, sing our songs but i didn't know what it really meant to have a relationship with god and I really feel, a little backtracking here, there, there was one class that we took in church with Pastor Mondo, mm-hmm. and um, he taught us of how to have a vision in our family, and how to write, write a vision statement, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. he was super like organized, and he had a, a family motto, and a board of family vision, and family standards, and core beliefs, and then a main family vision statement. So this workshop at, at church helped us work through all this, and mm-hmm. I have all the notes, I love to yeah, share with yeah. you guys. But one of the first words in our family motto is believe mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And Sure, I'm like, yeah, I, we all, I want, we're Christian, I want to pass on my beliefs to my children, but I thought it was pretty much how everyone else has passed on their beliefs, like, yeah, you just go to church, mm-hmm. right? You all go to church, you don't do bad stuff, and that's it. But God was drawing out something so much bigger, like, do you believe me? Exactly, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. believe that I'm alive? Do you believe that I still speak? Do you believe what I'm really saying in the Bible? Do you believe that I have to, that I can still do miracles? Do you believe that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead can make a miracle and bring life to such a dead, barren mm-hmm. situation? Because it was just like, to be living in my parents' house, I felt like we were starting all over again. Yes. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, not, not all you. over like, again. Like, and now with kids. Uh-huh. And... Like, we love our children. But, not not but. With that being said, it's, it's, it's reality. Like, children add a different element that we... We just don't expect to experience. Like, not... But they're not stressed. But you just want to do the best for them. Mm-hmm. And you want to give them so much... Like, yeah. a really good yeah. life. Because if it was just us two, we would have been okay with that one bedroom. Easy. We would have been comfortable. We would have been in a different hole. But with, uh, 
you know, entering their children into the picture, it's like, it's a whole different story. We get to see God's heart and vision for us, us being parents ourselves, right? And so a little thing about that whole, you know, believe God is like, during this season, during that whole time, he really, really, really um, made a point in, yes, you believe in me, but do you believe me? So he really tried to take out that inward, right? Like, you're already in me, so there's no question of in, but now do you believe me? And so one of the, uh, one of the major components re- regarding that whole believing me is trusting his word, right? Like, we have scripture, right? We're, we always have our Bible. We, we read through it. We believe the words that are in it. But these words in these journals, like these words that are, are downloaded, if you will, like we don't hear God audibly, right? We don't have a, a, a cloud coming down like it's in scripture to, to say or, or tablets, you know, that he handwrites himself. Yet we hear whispers, we hear, we hear emotion, we hear a presence and we write this down and that has always helped guide us, right, to, to the point where... Okay, we go back to this and we remember how he has actually led us through. Even now when we're kind of um, preparing this podcast, we're like, hey, let's um, let's read through some of our journal entries back in the day because it's been a while, right? I mean, I don't think we've actually intentionally sat down and like, hey, let's read through this. Uh, and like, wow, this kind of gets to the point of like, we've been through some stuff. Uh, it's been a long journey. It's been a very long journey. At the same time, it's been very quickly. That makes sense. Right. I remember seeing all this. I remember seeing God for the first time asking. I'm like, God, I need help with finances. I need you to tell me. And I remember my first, my very first vision of God. Like the first time I saw him mentally, because I'm very like mentally visual. He proposed to me. Like he showed me a, a ring. And he was like, here. He like popped the box and the and the ring. And I was like, that's not God. That's I think that's <laughs> blasphemous. I'm like, that could not possibly be God. And it took years. And even like I remember the first time I, I told our, our counselor, um, she just laughed at me because she was just like, oh, my gosh, it's just so funny how God works that way. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I had never seen, I had never known that God would want a relationship with me like that like i always saw god as more above me like he's an authority he's a god a deity type of thing uh you pray to him you don't make him mad if something's wrong with your life it's probably because you made him mad you upset god go Mm -hmm. do a sacrifice go do something something like set the scales back uh into balance i'm like go do a a bunch of good things and don't screw up ever again because now you see why God's throwing <laughs> like fire down fire from heaven and right? all these stuff I like if so I'm like go sacrifice your firstborn or something <laughs> we didn't we did but I'm like God is so different than what I was imagining him to be and this journal has just been a journey of how He's been winning us over and wooing us and wanting to have an actual intimate relationship with us. And he was doing it even through the storm. Like I was looking at one of these and he was like, I was actually the storm. He was like, it wasn't the enemy that I'm like, Jesus already paid the price for all, for 
all of our all of our messes, all mm-hmm. of our mistakes, all of our stuff. Is there a, a penalty? Is there a punishment? Like I love my children, right? But they also need to learn that there's also consequences. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk back to me, I'm like, you know you're gonna get I a did, talking to uh, or to, do something. Yeah. I mean we I'm believe like, in spanking. Yeah, so uh, we'll... spanking, you're gonna get grounding, you're gonna Take away your phone, get take away your tablets. Um, but there's going to be a consequence when you do something wrong, and the same thing with us. Um, like just because I'm, I go to church and I'm Christian and I read my Bible doesn't mean I can get away with making a huge mistake and or making a big decision or wanting to to yeah. I heard God tell me this, but I did it my way instead of doing it His way. Mm-hmm. Or I just jumped into it without really thinking about the cost of things. And so God was there. God had to administer a, a, a punishment, a discipline for us to learn. However, he was also there to pay the price for it. And he was also there while we were grieving, while we were mourning, while we were at the loss. He was just as sad as we were. Mm-hmm. And he is also there in the healing process. And he's also there as we enter the promised land and enjoy now the peace and the wonders and the blessing that we do have right now. Is life perfect? No. no. I'm like, sure. I mean, I can be, I still have two really old, old cars <laughs> that drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we still <laughs> we wake up with aches and pains. Yeah, I mean, there's always stuff, right? There's stuff. That there's can always be improved upon. Yeah. However, I am super grateful for the things that we do have, for the things that he's allowed us to achieve, for the things that he allows us to work hard for, and for us to be able to see the fruit of the hard work mm-hmm. that he also allows. Yeah, I mean... Instead of better myself, right? I mean, it's, it's just an amazing process what God has gone through us and, and taking the time to just write that process down. Again, just kind of going back to it's just such a healing process. And it shows like how much He actually cares for us, even in the very simple little details, yeah. right? To Even to I the think bigger in my, things. In the back of my journal, I have actually kept. Um, well, I have things that God has given me because I'm visual, so I sort of learn how to see things. And He has given me stuff as gifts, like mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. But then I also wrote, I have book ideas. And I have also written down just things that God has done as miracles. Our Ebenezer story. I wrote right here, I wrote right here um, forget when I wrote this, but it says, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss, yet I still hope. Lamentations 3, 20-21. I remember I was um, August 2018. I remember this one. <laughs> we were about to declare bankruptcy, and I had a play date with a few mommy friends, and... They were just so happy, and they had their beautiful kids, and they were well off, and they were always wanting to go after their play date to go get Chick-fil-A or go get cupcakes or something. And I'm like, 
sure i'll join you and i'm just thinking i'm like oh my gosh i don't think i have more than 20 dollars in the bank i'm like I'll get one soda for all four kids, and we're all gonna split a fry. <laughs> I'm like, we told all the kids. Thankfully, they were all like five and under. So I'm like, two, three little French fries. They were, they were happy about it. But I remember I broke down crying in front of them. I'm like, I just have to tell someone we're about to declare bankruptcy. I'm like, we have zero money, and they ended up sending us a. They surprised us with a gift card. I remember they sent us here a $200 gift card to Walmart and a $500 MasterCard gift card because we hadn't received a real estate commission check in a while and our funds were depleting. So this gift took us by surprise and we felt so humbled by receiving it. And just different things mm -hmm. about um, August 2018, we got approved the church is going to help us pay for one month of our mortgage. We're behind two months, and they're going to pay one month and a half, our July payment, and part of August. And just different things like that, how God showed up during that season where we were mm -hmm. barren, where it was a dry season, and friends, and our church, and my parents, and just different things, how God showed up. Yeah. And... Yeah. I hope you get to document your <laughs> yes. story as well because I just love going back to this and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, January 2020, I passed my real estate exam. Uh -huh. January 2021, we sold two <laughs> homes and we got hit by COVID. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I got my license a month before COVID hit. I know, which is a whole different, like, that's a whole journal dedicated just during that COVID time. But yes, I, I, I want you to encourage you guys, like, especially during times of doubt, especially during times and seasons of potential depression or just seasons that you're so busy that you kind of forget all the victories that has happened along the ways. And it can be something small. God works not just in his miraculous ways, right, by sending down rain and things that we just obviously can't control, but he uses people around you to just send his love and blessing, right? A simple gift card. I remember lit our lit up our smiles and tears right just came down like my goodness right people love us he loves us and you know he fulfills every single one of our needs and that's one thing in which we can always say with full integrity our needs have always been met always always without a a day that uh has not gone by that they have not been met so take the time journal, write, do whatever you got to do so that way you can remember the glorious things that the Holy Spirit not only says, but does. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for watching. And if you love what you hear, please comment. Please hit the subscribe button. And if you want to hear on a specific topic, right, you're kind of getting to know us a little bit, let us know. We'll love to see if we can impart some wisdom and prayers to you guys. All right, guys. I love you. Take care. Bye. Bye.